We are tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh. Good morning, friends and family. It is Wednesday at 4.30, October 14th, and I'm recording this late as hell. Well, because I'm lazy, and I'm, I'm a lazy POS. Didn't even curse there. You like that little, um, I don't know, acronym? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to drink some water here real quick. I'm going solo today, um, solo potting without my partner, Hunter the Consumer, as he is in Buffalo, so I recorded a bit last night that will come in later in the episode. Um, it was at like three in the morning, so I kind of riffed. I am now hydrated. Okay. Um. So yeah, this episode's a little different. I'm going alone because Hunter's not here, and I don't feel like dealing with Zoom and all that jazz right now. So we're doing a little solo episode. So I'm gonna do things a little different this episode, and um talk about a few different things so uh, first i just have to get the news out of the way because i always like to do news um so disney plus uh actually has some good stuff coming out in these dark times of media and um movies and tv so man i feel like i'm out of breath or something i don't know god it's weird going alone all right eventually just ate a bunch of cheeses i don't know october 30th uh mandalorian season two starts um, which is insanely exciting as the first season was really good and really lived up to my expectations. I know Hunter wasn't a huge fan, but there's not many people I know who didn't like Mandalorian season one. I mean, it's like a family show. Everyone loves it. Um, so I'm super excited to see where that story goes. And, you know, it's a high production TV show. Excuse me. And the quality's there. Um, so then November 27th, we have WandaVision coming out, which is... Marvel's first crack at their Disney Plus TV show series, um, with a few more coming out later with Loki and um, the Captain America, Bucky, and um, that one, partner, buddy crime show, I don't know what it's called, but WandaVision is coming out November 27th, um, that one looks pretty different, looks like they're kind of, Marvel's going at a unique take on this show, as DC kind of has done with superhero shows, and it looks like it's part 70s or 60s, I don't know, I don't know the time, sitcom, uh, part superhero, I don't know what's going to happen, I have no clue, um, but it's starring Vision and Wanda, so I don't, what's her name in Marvel, I need, I need a, I need Downing here, um, starring them too, so that show should be exciting, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. December 25th, we have Pixar's Soul coming out straight to Disney Plus on Christmas Day. No money included. No extra fees, cost, jizz, jazz, <laughs> jizz, jazz, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, no, nothing else of that nonsense included. So Soul is with Jamie Foxx by Pixar. It's about some like jazz jazz musician and it seems like he dies of some sorts or almost dies and goes to this other place where it's just his soul 
and goes obviously on a cool adventure and blah 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 Pixar movie you're probably gonna cry um some early reviews are out for it and people do like it and people love it I mean it's a Pixar movie they rarely rarely drop the ball um it said one review said it might have missed that gut punch you're expecting but I still loved it I doubt I won't get sad there's no way it doesn't um yeah, so Disney Plus got some good stuff coming out, and I'm definitely excited for that. Um, as a service has you know had a lot of hype, and I think it lived up to it, but it's been a little stale recently, and had some fresh stuff. So the new Thor, Thor: Love and Thunder, is going to start filming in January, which is exciting. Uh, directed by Taika Waititi again. Um, who knows what's going to happen in this movie? Um, I'm not sure. Who's going to be involved, this, there, and that. But um, I love Ragnarok a lot. And the Thor series has been on a good uphill um, trend. Um, and then the Cassian Andor series, which is another Disney Plus series. Um, this is starting to film on November 4th. This is about the Cassian Andor, the guy from Rogue One. Um, yeah, I don't know much about the series. But that is pretty exciting. I'm now looking up Disney Plus, Marvel... TV series, let's see all the options, because I knew there were some good ones, so, thank you Google for doing nothing for me, now I gotta click on a link, okay, so, we got, um, the Loki show, can I just get like a list, like I literally watched a YouTube, like the video of them, of Kevin Feige announcing all the shows, and I can't get a list? I can't just get a nice list. I guess not. Um, so, I guess I'll just move on then. Um, so, going into my next bit. This is what I recorded last night. Found it. Alright, we have WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, What If, and then Untitled Nick Fury Show. Um which sounds very exciting. So, you know, Disney Plus has all this stuff laid out for us, and it's going to come. And it's it's honestly insanely exciting as we're getting we're getting Star Wars TV series, as we already have with Mandalorian and the Cassian Andor series coming up. And we're getting Marvel TV series, which is just kind of a dream come true in a weird way. Um, yeah, I mean... So, actually, I'm not going to go into my YouTube bit right now because this actually transitions into my other bit is how to navigate the streaming services. So, as I've been going on about Disney+, Plus, I think a lot of people have Disney+, Plus right now, as it was everyone wanted to buy it when it first came out. And what we got was kind of this deep library of movies and old TV shows. And that was fine. That was good. I watched Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I... Watched any million dollar cook off. I watched Lion King. I watched a lot of the Pixar movies. I started watching the Marvel movies, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like there are some insanely good stuff in Star Wars. Some insanely good series and movies on Disney Plus just at your fingertips in this library. And then they started coming out with their own content. Um, I love the world according to Jeff Goldblum. It's a really good show actually. I loved Mandalorian. And, you know, they kind of froze for a little bit. And, you know, they put Mulan on there for 30 bucks, And, I, I mean, maybe some families bought it, but I wasn't buying it. I doubt anyone listened to this was going to buy it. Um, so, you are know, like, Disney Plus is a little stale. But this lineup they have coming with original content 
Seems like something I can't get away from. How am I going to not have Disney Plus in... Oh, I'm going to miss Mandalorian Season 2? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I'll pay for Disney Plus for that. So, um, the streaming services... Everyone has a streaming service now. Like, it looks like the battle is here and people are jostling for position. So, right now, some of the big ones we have, we have Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max. Then we have Peacock. Disney Plus, Apple TV, and CBS All Access, and I think they're going to rebrand it to something else. So that's seven major streaming services. To start with Netflix, I think everyone has Netflix, and I would say do not get rid of Netflix yet. I'm probably not ever. They're the kings of content right now. They have the most original stuff. Um, they have tons of documentaries, tons of movies, tons of TV shows, in light of other stuff that's not even theirs. I think Netflix is a steady hold for you and for anyone, as it's just great for the whole family. They have stuff I'd come back to, such as Stranger Things, and um, I love all their documentaries. And I think Netflix is just one of those steady things. They're the kings of content. They have it all. Why would you let go of them right now? So then moving on to the next one is HBO Max. And I think HBO Max is a tough one to kind of sell everyone on. But if you've had HBO before and you before and you are an HBO type of guy, family, person, she, she, if you're that HBO person, right? If you're that type of person, I think you stick with it, right? Because you have the things like Game of Thrones and you know, you have all of HBO's movies and what HBO's movie library, I wouldn't say originals, but they have a great library of movies and some really good stuff. And HBO Max is coming out with original content now. And they also acquired DC, Adult Swim, Studio Ghibli. I guess they have a deal with Looney Tunes. So they have some other stuff they brought in. So the new Rick and Mortys will come there and... All the Studio Ghibli movies are there, and all the DC superhero movies are there. So HBO Max for me is a must, for me at least. Um, I don't. I guess you you could do without HBO Max, but if you're a consumer, you should definitely have it. Like if you're simple and you don't need much, yeah, you can probably go without HBO Max. But most people, I would say, I would stick with it for sure. So then you carry on to Hulu. Um, Hulu is a part of a lot of packages. I get it with Spotify. Um, people get it with their um, Apple, not Apple, uh, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus deals. So Hulu kind of comes and goes with people. Um, would I pay for it? Probably not. On its own, probably not. I mean, Hulu doesn't have any really good original stuff. They don't really have many direct movies that go there, but what I will say is Hulu has stepped up and their movies have gotten a lot better and they have a much better inventory than they used to. Um, they have more reality TV shows and more cable television type shows and cooking shows and they have what they have and, you know, it's good. It, it, it's good for what it's done. Like, if for the way I pay for it in packages, Hulu's fine. What Would I pay out of pocket for extra for Hulu? No. Would I pay to get rid of ads? No, I can deal with ads. But, like, it has some stuff that you need, like Rick and Morty, South Park, uh, Always Sunny, um, some good movies. I wouldn't say no to Hulu whatsoever, but it's really not great. 
So those, I would say, are the big three. Um, those are the ones that I think are like the three uh, leaders in the race right now. But turning on to people right under them. So uh, Peacock is NBC's streaming service, and it's free. Peacock is free. But the way Peacock works is it's leveled, so it's three tiers, so it's free. And then there's no ads. And then the third level is no ads and um, more content, a, another library of stuff. And I will say what Peacock has for free is pretty good. Um, the ads really aren't unbearable. They're doable. And they have some good stuff. And, you know, Parks and Rec is going to be there once it's off Netflix. Um, the Office. Um, and they have more movies than you would expect. I don't really know who they're partnered with. But they have a lot of good options and there's some really quality movies on there i watched moonrise kingdom on there um i just watched lost in translation on there um you know they got it you know and parks and rec so it's like it's free download it test it out and if you want more content or you want no ads then pay for it they show you all the extra movies they have on there that are uh more money um so, like, you know, they have, like, a little purple thing on it to show you that there is more stuff. Oh, also the Harry Potter series is on here. Um, you know, Shrek, Blues Brothers. Random stuff, Fast and Furious, A Beautiful Mind, but that one costs money, so you can't get that one, you know. For free. You can get it if you want, you know. All the Harry Potters, Zombieland, you know. They have some originals with AP Bio with um, Glenn Howerton, I think, from um, Always Sunny. So they're going to be in the race very soon. They have some Saturday Night Live, 30 Rock, Everybody Hates Chris. It's NBC stuff. Um, so they're going to be in the race very soon, and Peacock's super young, and I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of solidify themselves as a top dog. So then we move on to Apple TV, which I got with um, when I got my laptop. And... To say I used it is a lie. I really didn't take advantage of it, but I don't think there was a ton to take advantage of. It's only $5 a month, and it's like, what do they have that I really need? Um, the morning show, I know people love. My parents liked it, and um, it won a ton of awards, and you know, but do I really need Peacock for a workplace drama? Probably not. Um, do I see Apple TV making its way up? I, I don't know. I think they're always going to be on that tier below the main guys. And, you know, they're going to have to stand out with a major big show or a deeper library if they want people to buy it. And then we got CBS All Access. And um, I believe they're going to rebrand. I don't remember to what. Yeah, but CBS All Access is also five ninety nine a month. And... They have CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, MTV, and the Smithsonian Channel under the thing. And I assume you get live sports um, at CBS broadcast, so that means football games. Um, and I already forgot the other streaming service. I forgot Amazon Prime. But, so, CBS, I mean, like, that's not a bad lineup. And, yeah, like, they're advertising Avatar on it, but Avatar's on Netflix. Like, um you know it might it, it, the rebrand will probably be good and I'm excited to see it and they'll probably make some noise like everyone's gonna be jostling for the top 
do I think they can break through? It's going to take some big moves for them, for sure. And then we got Amazon Prime, which comes with, you know, an Amazon Prime account. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like I never really, s like, sought it out on its own, but I have Amazon Prime Video, and my parents love Miss Marvel, the Marvelous Miss Maisel, and everyone loves the boys, and I'm probably, that's my next show I'm going to watch. They have Spongebob, you know, Wallace and Gromit, they have great movies on there, really good movies, actually, and they, they kind of get some fresh stuff, and yeah, I think Amazon Prime's worth it because of the package deal, kind of with Hulu, once you get Prime, first of all, Amazon Prime, just in general, the shipping and everything's amazing, so once you get the video with it, yeah, it's totally worth it. I mean, it's got the movies. It actually has a ton, like a lot. And then it has a few good originals and people like Jack Ryan. and um, They're consistently updating their movies. So I think Prime's a lock as well. So what can you pull on me from riffing again? Um, You know, find out what you need is there a show that you need to watch right because the problem with all these streaming services is there's so much to watch that i don't watch anything right i can browse netflix for hours and not watch a thing so find out is there that show that you need to watch um is it mandalorian is it stranger things um do you need access to rick and morty episodes all the time what is it that you need and then from there you know kind of price in your things and also I guess I forgot ESPN Plus, but I won't really consider that as a streaming service as of now. Um, it's just sports. But, you know, consider uh, your pricing and then look for packages and, you know, find out what you need. Are you alone? Do you have a girlfriend? Make her buy one. Are you with a family? Make the family buy something. Split it. Use someone else's account. You buy the Netflix. They buy the Hulu. Whatever it is, you know. It's easy. You can get it done. And then once you have access to everything, you're so versatile. And it's, it's a whole lot of fun having access to all those movies. I can promise you that. So that's my bit about streaming services. And I, I don't know if this episode's going to be good. I'm just running my mouth. I really am. I'm just running my mouth. Okay. So I'm going to move on to myself talking about YouTube that I did at 2.30 in the morning last night. Um, so... A few uh, guidelines before I start riffing. I just kind of talk about how to find stuff you like on YouTube. And once you do, how to keep your homepage its own streaming service, right? YouTube, to me, could be better than Netflix. So I kind of explain how okay, you get so to I'm that point this in part life. of the episode at 2.14 in the morning on Tuesday or Wednesday. Because it's the morning, just because. Um... But what I wanted to talk about was, so YouTube is an interesting place to go watch content for people our age. And when I say our age, I'm assuming my audience here is mostly above 19. Um, and if you're younger and, you know, you're in early in high school and middle school, then you think differently than us. But um, this 20 to 26 range right now... Um, People are kind of half in between Gen Z and Millennials. So for someone my age who's 21, um, technically I'm Gen Z, but depends. Sometimes I relate to being a Millennial and sometimes being a Gen Z. So I'm stuck in the middle here. And the question is, like, you know, where's my audience? Or where's this place I can relate to? Where do I go? And it seems 
you know, just kids four years older than me, it twitters their place, and they love bloggers, and they find that audience or those content creators to be more relatable. Um, and it's not to say that I don't like people on Twitter, and I do follow people on Twitter, but I have another place I like to go, and that's YouTube. So what I'm getting at is, like, I think everyone should be on YouTube. I really do. And there's a way to navigate it that I think is super helpful. So the first thing I always, always tell people, always tell people um, when I'm trying to get them to watch YouTube is, like, you have to be signed in one. Actually, before that, before that, if you don't have a YouTube app on your phone, you're a fucking caveman. You're a fucking caveman. You nomad. Cut it out. Get the app. It takes maybe 10 seconds. How many times do you watch YouTube videos throughout a week? It doesn't matter if you watch YouTube. You happen to go on YouTube all the time, whether you know it or not. So just download the app. Then, once you're in the app, it's much easier to navigate, right? Um, it's a better interface and everything. And then you need to get signed in. It's your Google account. It'll stay signed in on your device. It's not a big deal. Just do it once and you get signed in. So now your content, then whatever you watch, the algorithm, and will give you stuff to watch. Based off you being signed in, the algorithm will give you stuff. So what I learned about the algorithm, kind of algorithms, all social media is like, if you want to see it, you have to engage with the post, whether that's liking it or subscribing. So people give subscribing to YouTubers a bad rap because that's like, like and subscribe my video. You know, I, even I do that on my videos. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's annoying, right? But when you do subscribe to people, even if you just kind of like their channel, what what's it going to harm you? You now have this list. I subscribe to 53 channels. 53. It's not like Instagram. Like once you, like if you follow someone on Instagram, you see the stuff on their homepage. Subscribe? No, it doesn't come up on my homepage unless I'm watching their stuff. But what there is is a subscription area where it will show all the new videos from places you're subscribed to. So, for example, just like a small thing here, like I'm subscribed to, subscribed to SpongeBob SquarePants official YouTube channel. It's a really good YouTube channel. I don't watch SpongeBob clips all day, but like when I do or want to show someone something, like I know that's there, right? It's just these small things, and you know and I subscribe to a few pers YouTube personalities, and first we feast in Fandango movie clips and Vox, and you know, Dude Perfect even has my subscription. Why not? Um, Vanity Fair, yeah, ASAP Science, stuff like that, where it's like, like enough of their videos where one day I would come back to them. Yeah, so like subscribing helps a lot with getting what you want catered to you, and like if you want to follow a series or you want to. Stay updated with someone, you know, turn on the bell, ring the bell, you'll get updates when their videos come out, I have it with Casey Neistat, so I'm just, pretty much watch it right away, um, and then, like, those early steps of, um, I actually wrote a blog about this, I should read it, I don't even know where it's at, um, so you want that, I'll, I'll break it down just in case I'm, I'm rambling here, because it's late, you want to get the app first. Don't be a god. Don't be a caveman. Like nothing makes me more upset. You get the app. Just get the app. You still have Temple Run on your phone. You can get YouTube app on your phone. Stop using Safari. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so once you get used to the 21st century, you have the YouTube app on your telephone. 
um, you gotta make sure you're signed in. It'll they'll make it pretty they'll make it pretty hard on you to not sign in. Like you'll get signed in. And now, once you're signed in, the algorithm will give you stuff based off what you just watched. Then you want to start subscribing to channels that you like or have any slight interest in, so they will hold there, and you'll have another page for content if your homepage is boring. So about the algorithm a little bit. I mean, I'm not a data scientist, right? But if I watch, if I look up right now Aaron Rodgers highlights and I go back to my homepage after watching that video and refresh, there's going to be something else with Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's guaranteed. It's the most recent thing I watch. It's going to be like that. So what I'm saying is, like, YouTube homepage, especially on the laptop, um will have different sections for what you just watched. All I watched was two clips of Bill Burr on SNL, and now I have SNL on my homepage. And I have a whole comedy section on my homepage that has SNL and Key and Peele, uh, Step Brothers clips, stuff like that. Um, so the more stuff you look up, right, the more versatile your homepage will get based off what you looked up. My homepage goes anywhere from Cody Co. to Report of the Week to Vox to iPhone 12 unboxing to Jimmy Fallon clips, right? It's that versatility because that's what I look up. So they're going to give me stuff based off what I looked up. So the YouTube homepage takes a lot of time to refine. And the more and more stuff you watch, the better it gets. So at the top of your YouTube homepage on the laptop, on the web browser version, I have all of the things, all these sections they created for me. So I got lo-fi music, first we feast, com- comedy, gridiron football, Apple, Aaron Rodgers, like I was saying, Leonardo DiCaprio, podcast, basketball, whatever. And let's just say I want to click on cooking. What comes up is the channels I already watch, subscribe to, or have, or they're just recommended to me. So I love Benjamin with Babish and I watch his stuff all the time. So when I go to cooking, majority is Benjamin with Babish, right? But then there's just random other stuff. Gordon Ramsay, I've definitely watched a few of his videos. There's a Business Insider video about the NBA bubble meals. I started that video and didn't finish, so it recommends it to me. Alton Brown, hey, Casey Neistat with food. I watch Casey Neistat probably the most, and they give me one of his videos about chicken wings. Cody Co. Baking. So it's going to give you insanely catered things. So when I say get on YouTube, I don't want you to watch... Addison Ray and James Charles. I'm not I'm not asking you to watch YouTubers. You don't have to like David Dobrik. You don't have to like these 17-year-olds in LA doing whatever they're doing, right? YouTubers, TikTokers. You don't you don't have to watch them. You can literally watch whatever you want on YouTube. Look up anything. What are you interested in? Golf? Baseball? MLB? How to throw a baseball. How to do anything. I want to learn more about space. I want to learn more about World War II. You're not, it's not 2006. If I look up a World War II video, I will find thousands of options at an insanely high quality with really good visual graphics and everything that will hold your attention. It's not someone lecturing over... Uh, just text it's not 
these videos are well made so people watch them right like if it if it can't hold a 12 year old's attention i don't think i don't think it can hold yours right but if it can hold that 13 year old's attention for 10 minutes there's no way you're telling me that video is not good enough for you right youtube is a place where you can go for content you can sit on youtube for two hours if you give yourself these options yeah so look up whatever you want and you'll find something on it you'll find a channel you like so once you have random thoughts and then you start finding out stuff you're interested in now you're kind of curating your page right it's all kind of coming together so if you're just starting and you can't figure out a youtuber I could give you some recommendations. We, me and Hunter have done YouTubers of the week before. Um, I can actually post a graphic. I got to make one of those of everyone we've done. And I love Cody Co. I love Casey Neistat <clears throat> cooking. I love binging with Babbage, right? I love Jelly's Marble Runs. He's one of my favorite people to follow. Um, I love Jimmy Fallon clips. I loved Will Smith's channel pretty much. Not as much anymore. Marquez Brownlee's my tech guy. So you kind of find guys for each of your niches. Um, like, I'm just going to look up golf swing basics. Golf, golf swing basics, right? Boom. I just have tons and tons of options here, right? Tons of options. And I picked the one with 4.5 million views. You know, top speed golf clay baller. Let me, you know, I could subscribe to him. He's got 500,000 subscribers. Just because he doesn't have a lot of subscribers doesn't mean he's not good. The small creator is now a thing. There are people who put in time, insanely hard work, really good quality videos with 160,000 subscribers. That's a small YouTuber. That's a thing now. Not everyone can be these monsters. Not everyone appeals to the masses, right? And I think the people who have problems with YouTube are the ones who would like this niche stuff, but they think there's only the people who appeal to the masses, right? That YouTubers get a bad rap because of Jake Paul. And, you know, I think even Logan Paul's channel's fine. I think Logan Paul's stuff's good. He's got a good podcast. But, all right. But, like, his stuff's not bad. But, you know, people hate on it because it's these rich kids and you just got insanely rich quick and went to LA and threw massive parties and and drove awesome cars and guess what I think everyone's a little jealous maybe because when Vine first came out everyone had a good chance everyone had the same opportunity as these guys did to make it famous on Vine and I think all deep down we all kind of thought we could do it but obviously not and now these people are um, I'm gonna try I'm trying to stay topical here. I'm running around. So when you're looking for a YouTuber, do not shy away from this small creator. Um, I'm interested in the creator business, and I'm interested in everything that goes on with it. And I follow these guys, Colin and Samir, and they've been my YouTube channel the week before. 164,000 subscribers. <clears throat> Their stuff's amazing. Their stuff is so good. Yet they're racking up only 54,000 views, you know, 900,000 views, it varies, but they, they stay low, 150,000 views, you know, but I love their stuff, so 
why can't I subscribe? Don't be scared, you know. There's nothing wrong with subscribing. Like, it's not going to ruin your feed if you oversubscribe. So, let me let me run back. One, I already went over the basics, how to get your channel set up. Then I said, start looking up things you're interested in. And, you know, random things will come and that will kind of curate your homepage. Secondly, look to learn on YouTube. Look to learn um, how to cut down a tree. Your Xbox, I don't know. Your Xbox controller's not working. I want to learn to meditate. Um, I want to learn about something. I want to learn about World War II. I want to learn about sharks. I want to learn about my golf swing. Um, if you want to learn about random things, I, I highly recommend Vox. They have really good videos. I'll just read some random stuff. Like, the biggest radioactive spill in U.S. history, you know? The problem with banning TikTok. Why people think they see ghosts. The case for Joe Biden. You know, just random stuff. They'll help you out. The gun solution we're not talking about. And there's political stuff and there's completely random stuff. That's the stuff that's just trending. So it happened to be more political videos. Um, but the, I think YouTube is probably one of the best places to learn something. Um, and whether that's about history or about school... Um. Oh my god, this went blank. This is what you have when you record this late at night. Well, it's about history school, or it's like a hard skill, right? Um, you can't figure something out, and you know, there it is. So, YouTube, well, you can get that homepage curated, and then you start finding creators you're into and start actually giving them subscribes and actually liking their videos and maybe trying to stay a little engaged. Because that's kind of the same with all social media, all algorithms. The more engaged you are, the more that content will show up. So if you like something on Instagram or you view it longer, it's going to be more common than that person's posted at the top of your feed. That's how the algorithm works. So don't be scared to engage. You love Phila the Philadelphia Phillies. So you start watching Phillies highlights, right? And then boom, 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 your homepage is loaded with baseball, Phillies highlights, Eagles highlights. It knows what you like, and it starts just creating this beautiful display of options. So um, I'm going to kind of give the case for why YouTube is um, a good top-notch place to get your content. So I think people, when we were younger, uh, you know, YouTube videos were quality was awful youtube youtube was so different than it is now and a lot of things have changed so i don't think we really allowed ourselves to sit down for a 15 minute video no but now the quality of that 15 minute video is awesome it's insane right i'm fully engaged just because it's youtube doesn't mean it's not good right you watch that Netflix episode and it's 24 minutes, right? But what if you put that 24 minutes to two or three videos on YouTube? And you just watch the best of Crazy Steve. You watched Proof of Evolution you can find on your body. And then you watched Dwayne Johnson, You're Welcome from Moana music video. Boom. Those are three random videos on my homepage. Boom. Is that good enough for you? I don't know. I think so. I personally think so. And if you find someone you love, I definitely think it's worth it. So the thing with YouTube is now there's videos for everyone, right? Like this is probably the biggest case for it. YouTube, a six-year-old girl could watch it. I can watch it. 
someone 30 can watch it, right, it, it doesn't matter, the age is pretty timeless, and, like, even old people, I don't think they could stay on YouTube, because, you know, they watch cable and stuff, but they can learn something on YouTube, they should use it to their advantage, it's a very, uh, say, video ver- version of Google, which makes it so special, if you're into podcast, there's so many podcast clips on YouTube with visuals, I mean, yeah, the visuals aren't fully stimulating but sometimes i only want 10 minutes of the podcast right so if you like any sort of podcast i always watch clips on youtube um another big thing that i watch besides really music this kind of goes with music videos is um not really but i love watching movie clips um little clips i think of or a scene i really want to rewatch, and you know something from dave you know we've been watching that jail music video a lot and it's hilarious in youtube i have easy access to that so music videos, I think, are a great aesthetic and very something great to put on in the background when a bunch of people are talking. Um, then I'll kind of categorize another section um, as like informative videos. So those are the Vox videos. Those are the history videos. Those are the, um, oh, what were the videos we had to watch in high school? It's like Hank Green. He was really annoying. I'm going to look him up real quick. Um, yeah. Oh, Crash Course, Crash Course. I let you Crash Course videos. I know we had to watch them in high school, but they're great now. They are. They're very informative. So, like, those are, like, I need to learn about someone. You know, I need to learn about what? What do I want to absorb in information today? Um, other ones, I'll call them interview-based videos. Um, this can vary from, you know, late-night talk shows. Um to shows like Hot Ones, then to like kind of personalized interviews on like Vanity Fair and Complex when they go get shoes with them and, um, you know, those type of videos. Uh, I love watching Hot Ones for interviews. I think the Complex shoe videos are pretty good. Vanity Fair, if you like movies, has some good stuff. Um, and then once again, once you get in those, it opens you up to more stuff. Um, but Interview-based YouTube is something that I actually enjoy a whole lot. Um, and then another category I would kind of say YouTubers or channels you seem to fall in love with, whether that um, goes under yoga, movies, cooking, vlogs, commentary videos, whatever. Um, you kind of fall in there. And then another quick section I'll add for, I think this kind of, these people maybe a little older um, would relate a little more to this. I call them commentary videos. So a commentary video to me is what Cody Ko does. Is he watches something over and over it, he makes jokes. Um, and I think he does a really good job. And there's another guy called Drew Gooden. Um, I believe he was on Vine. And he kind of does more commentary on like actual things and issues. He doesn't really make fun of... Uh, weird videos, but he does make fun of, um, and, um, you know, kind of make jokes, and he does a great job with an Ellen video, and talks about cable TV, and, you know, just does random jokes, and tries to make it relatable to his audience, um, over that, it's kind of fun making fun of, you know, the young people, so, like, just get started on YouTube, right, I think I just threw off, threw out a ton of options, and, all sorts of things, so it's like, remember, you get the app, you get signed in, and you're set, then you start searching out things you're interested in, random videos will come, you start hitting that subscribe button for real, 
and now your homepage is kind of catered to you. Hit shuffle if you don't like it. Refresh it. Browse again. Hit refresh again on your homepage. Like, I don't, like, when I put on YouTube in front of a bunch of people, I'm not like, hmm, what video am I thinking of today? Like, if I'm in my room, I browse my homepage, I click on something, it kind of gives me a new idea and I move on. So you create, once you create your base with those things, you know, I gave you some sectors to go into. I told you some YouTubers I like. Um, I think I told you how to navigate the app pretty well, or the website. Um, so just find what you like. Did you watch Food Network when you were younger? Let's start watching Gordon Ramsay, Binging with Babbage. There's old channels like Epic, Epic Meal Time. You can, I bet you could, whatever your favorite show was, I bet you could look up clips from it. I promise you. You like Man vs. Food? I bet you can find all sorts of stuff on Man vs. Food. There are some smart people on YouTube who will break stuff down for you and give you the information you need on whether that's a movie, a book, in-depth, whatever. These people are more informed than I am in this certain section. So I listen to them. That's why I watch TED Talks, watch, watch informative videos. That's why I watch all this stuff, why I watch interviews. I want to learn. I want to learn. And I think that's what YouTube's best for is you want to learn while also being entertained, and that's what is this app is for. Boom. It's not that hard. I really hope some people get started from this video. It's not for kids. Like, if you like a TV show, I bet you look up The Office, not only are you going to get clips, you're going to get breakdowns. Did you like Avatar? I bet you can get some insane breakdowns on that television show. Wolf of Wall Street's your favorite movie? Go ahead, look it up. But you get a full breakdown on the history and, you know, Easter eggs and stuff like that. That's what YouTube is for. So use it. So please, for the love of God, YouTube, use YouTube. That was my rant. 22 minutes. I'll see you guys in the morning. Thank you. Okay. And now I'm doing real quick, a little revenge tour. Revenge tour right now? Mr. Dexter Morgan. Um. So for all those who have no clue what I'm talking about. Dexter Morgan is the main character from the show. Okay. A little truck going by. Uh, Dexter. Dexter was on Showtime a few years back. And um, it's uh, Michael C. Hall. And he's returning for a 10-episode limited series on Showtime. As Dexter. So um, he's coming back. And the original showrunner is coming back. So he's back. And... You know, people hated the Dexter ending. People hated it. Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't think anyone really liked it. It was kind of a shame after a really good show. Um, I'm reading the comments on this, and, you know, people are hating on it right now. Um, but people are like, I just hope this ending was a dream or something. So that's actually super exciting. Dexter's coming back. Um, he's on a revenge tour. He's probably going to kill some people. Uh, he's actually definitely going to kill some people. Hopefully. I mean, that's the whole point of the show. So, <laughs> um, we'll see what happens with that. But that is my revenge show. Doing podcast alone is not fun. This is not fun. Yeah, I just I wanted to try a solo episode. And I'm happy with part of it. Whoops, sorry. But, you know, this is just, I'm, I'm riffing. Okay. So, kind of wrapping it up, um. Yeah, I mean, me. I'm just going to talk, be a little transparent here with who's watching. If you're still here, I mean, I hope, you know, you're probably a loyal listener or friend. 
me and Hunter have been trying to do these episodes weekly, and, you know, I think we're doing a good job, and I'm trying to get video out, and, you know, we keep running into difficulties, and here, this, this, that, I'm running out of time, and we're trying our best, and we're really trying to make a quality product for everyone, and I hope we are, and I love hearing feedback from people, and it's tough, it is tough when not many people listen, and we continue to put in all this work, and, but that's how, that's how it works, that's how it goes, right, you can't just get this massive audience, so we gotta grind, and we're going to continue to grind. We're going to keep digging and keep going and, you know, see where it takes us at the end of this year. I love it. I have a really good time. and I love taking up my time with this. So, yeah, the podcast will continue. We'll be here every Wednesday doing Game of Thrones breakdowns, talking movies, blah, blah, this and that. Going to finish throughout the year. We're going to be here all year. Um, so if you're still listening, you know, don't be scared to give us feedback. We love hearing anything, anything. Um, yeah, thanks. So I'm going to end us off with a quote here. Um, this is just a little bit of a podcast, you know, maybe rise above the storm and you'll find the sunshine, right? So once we fight through it all, hopefully there's some light there at the end of the tunnel. Um, if you really stuck through this, thank you. <laughs> I can only imagine what this sounds like, but thank you. And, uh, we'll see you next week with a real episode. Peace.